All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Real Life, a podcast from the Nation Network. I got 50. I got 50 for days. Brought to you by Finning Canada. The parts you need when you want them. Welcome back to the Real Life Podcast, brought to you by Finning Canada. All the parts you need in one place. That's Finning Canada. I'm Jason Greger, Jason Strudwick, Wanye Gretzk. Uh, both of you guys combed your hair today. I'm excited yeah. for that. Uh, oh, yeah. Looking good. Uh, well, Strud's is, uh, see how I said <laughs> hair, singular. That's uh, about what he's left to. And a uh, very special guest. Yeah. We uh, welcome in from uh, Sweden, Magnus Hi, Arvi. Magnus, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me, guys. Oh, it's great to have you, Meg. It's, I haven't seen you for a little while, since uh, well, maybe a couple of years, but I always follow you and see what you're doing. On Twitter, you're actually you're getting pretty entertaining. You're, you're pretty funny, MPS underscore 91. I, I actually enjoy a lot of your, your tweets. Is, is someone else running your account, or are you still doing it? Uh, actually, I haven't been that active lately, but uh, <laughs> no, nobody's... Uh... I'm more of an Instagram guy right now. I'm very, very, I don't know what to tweet really. So I'm mostly retweet and update myself on whatever is going on on the world. But I'm, but myself not so much. So you you just take pictures of yourself on Instagram? Yeah. Uh, what are you doing on there? Uh, yeah, more, more selfies or whatever. Selfies. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You're talking to two grandpas. They're like, <laughs> what Instagram? I got a fax the other day. It was very entertaining. <laughs> I got a chain letter in the mail. You ever get a chain letter in the mail? No, we didn't get a chain letter in the mail. What time is it for you right now, Magna? Uh, it's 2 a.m. actually. Oh, my God. 2 a.m. on a Monday. So 2 a.m. on a Monday, right? No, Tuesday. What? Yeah, correct. Uh, well, Tuesday morning. Tuesday, Tuesday morning, morning, 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah. I was get confused on that. All right. Well, thanks for staying up late. Or did you go to bed early and wake up? Uh, yeah, I actually... 
I actually woke up like an hour ago, so it's uh, I'm all rested. I'm that's nice, Strad. Yeah. You wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know a nice thing if you saw one. But that's nice of him to wake up in the oh, middle of the night to talk listen, to you. I'll say this: Maggie and I played together my last year. Uh-huh. It was his first year, my last year. And, uh, you know, he had no role in my, it'd be my last year in the NHL. Sure, you know, but a lot was, of wisdom you sent his way, I'm sure. <laughs> that was Tom Gilbert. He was the one, and we'll have Tom on. He ruined my career single-handedly, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to hold a grudge. It was probably time for me to leave. But Magnus Pierre, when he came in, the thing I liked about him, I wouldn't get into it, was he was he was a great rookie. You know, and now he's, he's, a, he's, he's a veteran over 300 NHL games, but you could tell he was always listening and learning. Yeah, you know, and and Meg, I don't know if you felt that's what I saw from you. You know, I hung out with uh, uh, we we hung out as a group quite a bit. But when you came in that first year in the NHL, you know, you'd been a, a high draft pick. Um, you know, did it was that one thing you wanted to do quite early was to kind of listen and learn, or did I, did I have the wrong read on you? Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, you know what really helped for me was I played pro three years before in Sweden and I they kind of grew me there uh, a lot being a rookie or, or whatever and I kind of learned a little bit more than maybe a rookie from a junior league uh, for sure and then I mean I gotta I gotta I gotta give kudos to my parents too to, to raise me fairly good uh, to, <laughs> mostly <laughs> fine fairly good to listen and uh, kind of keep your mouth uh, a little bit quiet in the beginning and uh, Learn the ropes, uh, like you said, a little bit. So, yeah, I guess those two are the biggest ones for me when I got, got into the league, at least. You know, let's go back to uh, your time in Sweden. You, know, you, did, you had a, a lot of time growing up there. How do you see, like, uh, you know, the development of su- being a Swedish hockey player in Sweden? I was fortunate enough to play there. Uh, your dad actually helped me get over there to play uh, for a year uh, just outside of Stockholm, and I loved it. But I saw a real different development model for the hockey players there. So, you know, knowing what you know now about the North American style, what do you, what do you do in Sweden? Is it, it, it there's a lot of small area ice games, a lot of skill work focus? Um, what I see, what I know is it's a lot of skill work, uh, a lot, a lot of skill work from the gecko really. When when you start skating uh, as a kid and. Uh, I remember we always worked on our skills rather than play almost, and uh, we it felt like we developed players more than we de- developed teams sometimes. Uh, maybe that that's a big part of it, I, I think. And uh, you, you can see it now in the league. Uh, this this ninety ninety one eighty nine generation is, and, and even ninety two ninety three generations are. Coming up, and uh, there, there's a lot of young players from Sweden coming up, and they're they're doing pretty well in the league. Uh, I mean, you can see Forsberg now in Nashville. He he like he's tearing it up, and I think we're the second na- uh, no the third nation uh, in the league right now with uh, with players. So uh, I mean, it, it's kudos to the trainers and development and the skill work really in in Sweden. It's it's a lot of technical stuff with. Skating, uh, skating is a is a big thing, I think, and uh, then all the skill work with puck or protecting the puck or, or whatever. So yeah, I think we work a little bit more than maybe the North American style. That's more playing and be and feeling it more, I guess. So you're talking about the skill work with Magnus Piarvi, uh, St. Louis Blues. You're talking about the skill work part. You're talking about. Um, is is it individual work in 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 small areas? Like, are you are you in a court of the ice, uh, as opposed to doing you know just skating from one end to the other and just shooting a slap shot? Yeah, absolutely. There, there's what I remember. What I did, we did a lot of station works. Uh, 
just small small area skill stuff, uh, whether it's a flipping a sauce pass over or protecting the puck or working ed- edges uh, edges inside out or outside in or uh, stuff like that. We worked a lot on, but I I guess small area would would be uh, a correct assumption. I, I, I think, yeah. Well, you definitely worked on your skating because you're a fantastic skater. Uh, when you came over here, one of the best in the NHL. And as you develop, like for you, you you look at the developmental model of, of Swedes. When, at what point in in your development did you think that the NHL was realistic for a kid in Sweden? Probably when I played my first World Championship. I think I was 18. Uh, then I felt okay. And then, uh, of course, all you guys, uh, media, and, uh, started doing all these rankings with the with the draft and all that. Uh, that, that gives you kind of a hit a hint too. And I, I was fairly high, so I would say maybe 17, 18. I, I got a I got a good sense that okay, I I do have a chance and uh, and stuff like that. But yeah, it, it's tough to say. Uh, but if I would get 17, 18, somewhere around there, okay, now. I think I can. I think I got a shot to to at least get over here. <laughs> I remember when you first came into the league, Magnus, and you had the hat trick in the preseason. You remember that game, obviously. I was yeah. like, "Oh my God, this new guy is something else. He is pretty amazing." And the hat trick in the preseason. Like, oh my God, what's going on, too? <laughs> yeah, I can do this. <laughs> and it wasn't just like a boring hat trick either. Like you were sniping. It was impressive. And then you got yeah. you got 15 goals in your rookie year, and I remember yep. being like, "Holy crap! Here we go! This is this is Magnus Piarvi. This guy is amazing." And you know, yeah. when you fast forward, I was so I think every Oilers fan was happy for you when you scored the series winning goal this playoffs. Oh, like, yes. I got I, I'm obviously a crazy person, and all I do is think about the Oilers all day long, and not human women. But I got texts from buddies that were like, "Oh man, I'm so happy for PRV. I love that guy. I love that guy. Everyone's so happy for you." I think Oilers fans are super pumped for you that you know you've established yourself in the NHL. What do you think were the challenges? Was it was there something specific about playing for the Oilers that it was hard to back that up in the next year, or was there some stuff on your end? Like I think you're you're what what would you, what would you put it up to? Yeah, no. Uh, thanks for telling me that. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I, I I talk about hitting a sophomore year, their second year. Uh, I just say I, I got in with a lot of expectations on myself, and obviously from the fans and and the team as well. And uh, I, I I got every opportunity to do what I what I could and should do uh, the first the first games and. It didn't happen for me, and then I kind of got down and down, and then it, I, did, I really hit a slump there, and my second year wasn't really good at all. But then I kind of, then I kind of did a different approach the third year, and unfortunately it was a lockout year, so yeah, we didn't play until January, I think. But that, that but you put up nine goals pretty, in forty-two games, like that's pretty still impressive for for bouncing yeah, back. I, 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 for me, that was a bounce back at least yeah. uh, from the from the second year. So that was a that was a bounce back, uh, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that second year was tough. Uh, that, uh, that I gotta be honest, that was tough, and I I, I was not good. I always <laughs> so, think like uh, we always think about like oh man, imagine so and so was on the team now that left, and now he gets to play with Connor, and you imagine so and so was here, and like you're one of the names that often comes up, right? Like oh, imagine Pierre is still here, we could have him out there twirling around. How different do you think 
a bounce back year, like a sophomore slump is on a team that maybe has like a little bit more of a expectation at the time of winning or, you know, is it hard going through coaching changes as often as it was, you know, do you feel like that kind of made things worse or are you more like, no, no, my problems were in my head. What do you think? Uh, no, that, that second year was all, I, I mean, you're the player that's got to do it. You, you got to do it on the ice. Uh, you got to handle the pressure. Uh, it, it, that's what, that's what being in NHL is. You can't blame it on anybody else. And I got I got every opportunity. So that, that was on me, uh, absolutely. And do you feel like now, having spent some time in the AHL and stuff, like you're obviously back, right? Like when I see you scoring the uh, the series winner, like, oh, yeah, he's back, right? Seven goals <laughs> this year. Oh, yeah, he's back. Do you feel back? Uh, I definitely took a step. That's yeah. how I feel. Good. Uh, I can do a whole lot more. That's how I feel. Uh, but it, it was definitely a good step, and I needed that step uh, this year. Magnus, it's funny. When you look at the history of a lot of Swedish players, a lot of them are what we'd call maybe a little bit more of late bloomers. You know, some of them hit their stride at 23, 24, 25. And I, I, I don't know why. I'm assuming the adjustment to just how the style of game is or anything else. So do you do you think you're one of those guys who kind of falls into that late bloomer stage and that uh, you feel you're a guy who can get back to 15-plus goals again? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gregor, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to do, of course. I mean, yeah, the, the difference, uh, there, there is a big difference between European style and North American style. Uh, that I, I know every guy that's been over and that I play with says that it is different. And, uh, I mean, uh, just the size with the, on the ice level, it, it's, it's a major difference skating-wise and angles and time with the puck and uh, whatnot. So... Uh, yeah, I think it does take an adjustment. I mean, uh, there's always it's always going to be the the awesome guys like Forsberg uh, that takes the league with Storm and and being r- super good right away. But for for a lot of guys, it takes some time. That's for sure. And uh, if I'm going to be a late bloomer, I'll I'll take that. <laughs> I respect the fact, Magnus, that you've grinded it out in the AHL. Like, do you go home in the off season and some GM of some Swedish team's like, "Hey, Magnus, how about eight hundred thousand euros tax free, and you don't have to leave the country anymore and go around on a bus?" Like, is it hard to fight going back to Europe and making a ton of cash? Is it hard sometimes? Or are you like, "No, I'm going back in the NHL to stay, and I'm staying in the A." Uh, my mind has always been set on NHL. Yeah, uh, uh, it's always been set. Uh... Are you tempted ever to like? should uh, go back to Sweden. Uh, I, I mean, there's always, there's, I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, when GMs, I mean, they obviously they've been talking to me. and uh, Well, you're a star, right? They're like, please come home. We'll sell so many tickets and Danishes or whatever they sell at games. <laughs> yeah, sure. You talked about Philip Forsberg, great young player. Eric Carlson, you, uh, he's around your age, arguably the best defenseman in the National Hockey League right now. Yeah. You've played against him for many years. Uh, do you know him? Have, have you played with him at any level? And uh, are you kind of in awe of just how good he is? Uh, yeah. Uh, I I played against him uh, a lot of times. And I, I played growing up against him uh, very young, uh, probably since I was 10 years old playing against him. And then I played a couple junior national team tournaments with him. And uh, 
uh, I didn't think he was going to be that this good. He he was really good and he was always pretty sick uh, and really skilled, but I didn't think he was going to be this good. This is what what he's become is something else. I feel like uh, it's truly impressive what he does uh, day in day out, and he uh, I mean he's uh, I, I mean I think he's probably the best defenseman in the league right now. Well, all the the stories kind of about his his cardio and his ability to just go and go and go. Like I don't know, I don't know if he's training in the Alps, if he's wheeling over to Switzerland or not. But man, he's doing something. <laughs> uh, high altitude stuff. Uh, yeah, no, I mean it's phew, he what he does. Like he always hits the net. It feels like always hits sticks, uh, and he's so much faster than you think. Uh, he'll he'll go up next to you from from nothing when you're when you're in full speed and, and not a lot of defensemen can do that and it's it's pretty cool to watch uh, and i know he's he's an awesome guy he's he's a lot of he's a lot of fun to be around so it's uh, it, it's i i oh, i love it i love to see him uh, succeed and do what he does so now is he like the rock star amongst the hockey players or is it still the pretty boy Henrik Lundqvist in Sweden? Like who is the most popular Swedish guy right now? Yeah, like I imagine you at a yacht club and you're sitting there and then Lundqvist rolls up one yacht over and then Carlson comes for the sandwich and you're all like, ha, 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 ha. is that what it's like? I assume it is. Uh, I wouldn't know anything about yachts. <laughs> that, that's their part. That's their party, not mine. Uh, but uh, no. Lundqvist is the king over there, right? Like, do you ever see him out or see him in the newspaper all the time, or what is it like? I mean, he, he's he's on a couple commercials or, or whatever. Uh, I don't personally hang out with him. I I've only met him once or twice. Uh, but to say who's the biggest, I don't know. They're pretty big, both. <laughs> probably probably Eric right now, just because of what he does and he's been tearing it up. By, points wise and uh, winning some trophies uh, individual trophies so probably Eric right now but it's tough uh, they're both really big in Sweden and uh, obviously rock stars so Maggie let's let's really get to the meat of this whole situation here so I, I, <laughs> I I've, I've played with many Swedes I love the Swedes I, I have a lot of friends that are Swedes I play I went over there to play hockey and I I pretty much, I was uh, right around average uh, in the second division. Uh, just ask your dad how I did. But the thing that's, that blew me away, there were so many beautiful women there. Like just everywhere I turn around, beautiful women, beautiful women, and so many ugly men. So I wonder, yeah. like, do the, do the, do, oh do, 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 no, 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 like, so do the, do the women, do they feel they have to like go to like maybe Finland or Denmark to find attractive men? Or are, are there some there? Because I've never really seen one, uh, an attractive suite. Wow. Well, you, you must have fit it in right right away then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lundqvist is okay. I mean, here he's like a six, you know. Or he's something a like. six. He's a six in the streets, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's amazing. I don't know, I don't know what you want to – I don't know. I mean – I mean, at least we got good-looking women. <laughs> no. You've cornered him, Strudge. It's three no, in the no. morning for crying out loud. And you're hitting them with there isn't a good-looking guy in your country. No, I'll tell you what, man. They're very good-looking people over there. Like yeah, both everybody the men, in the Sweden, even if you're going to like the corner store at nine oh one in the morning, you're wearing a tuxedo with three ties, and you're like, I can't leave the house unless <laughs> I've had a haircut. But that's exactly it. Like, where do you guys have that sense of style? Like, I I love the way you guys dress, like Swedes in general. And I'm like, I know I'm probably above average for a dresser here. In 
You're a pretty good looking guy. Oh my guy. God, you're the oh, no. worst. Oh, Henry Lundquist. Oh. And, and now let's get to the root of it, Magnus. Oh, let's be honest. When no. Struds was a veteran, he was in his final year. When you saw some of his suits as a rookie, what were your first thoughts? Pretty mind blowing. Uh, oh. In a good at way. Least was, at least we had a couple of Europeans already that was older in the, in the team with Hemsky and Javi Bolin. I mean, they they knew they knew what to do. So I kind of folded to the European side there on the older guys. Uh, I was more laughing at struggling uh, by that time. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at him, but uh, yeah. Well, don't worry. We all know. Everybody who knows, everybody who's ever seen Jason Strudwick knows. It's called a fashion plate. It just hangs yeah. off you, baby. You just, just look good. No, it's exactly. You, you can know, make like, anything work because you're what's underneath is just you're working with so much. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if no one can ever tell me what the frame of the Mona Lisa looks like, <laughs> you know, so you just, just, just wear what you have to wear, you know? But you know, in all honesty, the Swedes, they are really, they are, you guys, is there like a class in school? Because you're all dressing very well. Yes. It's, it's stylish, but not like over the top. Well, Hanky's a little bit. Hanky Lundquist a little bit over the top, but everyone else is just like so casual and, and just sharply dressed. I love the style over there. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's nice to feel like you're dressed all pretty good. It's a good feeling. You have never felt that feeling, have you, Struts? No, not really. No, no. I don't. <laughs> when you said I want to get to the heart of the matter, I thought, okay, Strudwick's about to do this. He's going to ask the question that everybody's wondering, and the question everybody's wondering is not what you asked about: Are there good-looking men in Sweden? Because nobody was thinking that but you. Yeah. What we do want to know, Magnus, is why did you go from Magnus Piarvi Svensson to Magnus Piarvi? Why did you mess with all of us? We just learned how to spell it. It was eighty letters for like two years in Edmonton. Everybody was learning to spell your name, and then you flipped it on us. What happened? Uh, I haven't, I haven't flipped anything. I just picked Piarvi on the jersey, and then uh, everybody just kept to that name. Uh, I mean. I, I I know I had Svensson Pujarvi on the jersey one tournament. It was with the World Juniors, and uh, <laughs> was it just too hard of a name to have on the like both names on the back? Like Nugent Hopkins, he's got like a tiny little font for his letters. Yeah, no, I I think I missed uh, one the last letter because it was too long. The equipment <laughs> manager wasn't able to do the whole jersey, so then. I was like, uh, <laughs> And he's like, how about one okay. S? And you're like, how about no Svensson? How's that sound? <laughs> so yeah, do you have two I, last names? Like, is that, it's a hyphenated name, like two last names? It's it's two last names. Uh, that's, it's my mom's and my dad's. Oh, okay. So what I do, I pick my mom's last name, and then I got my dad's uh, birthday year, 56. Oh, you're keeping them both happy. That's very political. That's smart. Yeah, uh, I think I had to do that. <laughs> So what's up with the summer, Maggie? What do you got going on this summer? What what do people, uh, cool hockey players in Sweden, do for uh, the summer? Cool hockey players. Uh, I do a lot of golf. I do a lot of uh, badminton and squash, uh, and obviously workout, all that stuff. But uh, I don't know. I, I go to we go to Stockholm sometimes. I go to Copenhagen sometimes. Uh, I got two trips planned: uh, one to Ireland and one to Spain. Uh, golf trips, really, uh, with the boys. So, oh, nice. Where are you going uh, in Ireland? Uh, I think we're going to Dublin just to stay there. The and, drunkest uh, city in the world, Dublin, Ireland. Yeah. Maybe, I was there for St. Patrick's Day, and I literally and never in my life have I seen a drunker place. It was like a nightclub opened a city, and everybody was just so <laughs> drunk. That that would be a cool place to visit St. Patrick's. Yeah. It was weird. It was absolutely Yeah, I know. Uh, 
yeah, no, we don't uh, hang out. Uh, I mean, obviously hang out with family and friends that I don't do during the season, which is nice. So, How's your golf game? What do you shoot? Uh, well, I played two days ago, and I shot one over. So that was Oh, there you go. Oh, jeez. How many foot wedges yeah. in that one? Yeah, a couple of gimmies. <laughs> no. No, we're pretty strict on the gimmies there compared to North America, that's for sure. Oh, oh. really? So you're, so now what's what's your gimme rule in Sweden? Uh, we usually say one foot. Okay. I, li- I like that because I agree. Like, I've seen struts. That guy could hammer a three-foot putt wide all the time. I saw him shoot <laughs> the puck. but So he always wants gimmies. I agree. I think we should ha- You, I like to play sometimes with our buddies where you have to putt everyone. Oh, my. Where are you playing? The Masters? No, it just makes it better because nah, then you can nah. see guys get rattled over a short putt. Nah, you got to go even the guy, that, the old, it's your putt. I'll give it to you unless you miss. That's the fake friend move. I'll give you that putt yeah, unless you miss, uh, Gregor. Oh, okay, thanks. Yeah. No, I like that. I rule. don't know. I... I, I it's, you kind of see, okay, is there even a chance that he can miss? Then it's like, if you say yes, then you should probably hold it out. I, yeah, I, I I've seen like Gregor miss some short putts, Magnus, like short, like less than the head of yeah. a putter short. He's missed them. <laughs> I give him nothing in life. <laughs> nothing. I, I'd, have, I'd have no problem, dude. I, I love putting and everything. Now, everything. What's, so are, are you best off the tee? Is it your short game on the greens? Like uh, where are you suddenly becoming like a, a one handicap? Where's the best part of your game? Uh, my best part of the game is I'm pretty solid everywhere. I don't, I'm not flashy at all. I don't, I don't drive a three three twenty or whatever. I don't, I don't make chips from the greens. Right, I'm just solid, I guess, uh, in in every aspect. Uh, no, not nothing flashy at all. Yeah, well, if you're shooting one over, that's pretty damn solid. There's nothing... That's flashy oh, in yeah, itself. Yeah, that's like a quiet. That's a good humble brag. I like that. Yeah. I just went out and smoothed the one over boys. Nothing flashy. Yeah, but I think well, pars are usually like 85 in Sweden. In Sweden, aren't they? that's true. <laughs> Swedish par. I, I remember that. Isn't that how it works or no? That's not right, Maggie? No, we, we got the normal 72. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old Swedish par. Uh, uh, give me your, your first impression of Ken Hitchcock. I've heard all lots of guys have very different stories on Hitch. He was a, he was a, he was a classic guy. Uh, he, he jokingly says he's mellowed. Uh, as a coach in his career, uh, uh, how, how did uh, what, how did you get along with Ken Hitchcock the first time you met him, and was that uh, quite a culture shock for you going into the veteran coach like that? Yeah, uh, yes and no. I I mean I, I felt like Tom Rennie was a little bit old school as well uh, in his in his coaching, and uh, uh, when I got to Hitch, uh, that was that was a lot more old school, and uh, he he was he. I learned a lot from him. Uh, that's for sure. He uh, he's very very strict, and he wanted his way. And uh, you need to do the, all the right things, and uh, and he he's on you if you're not. Uh, and if, even if you're doing it, he's on you either way. Uh, and uh, uh, but he he that makes that makes every guy pushes themselves. Uh, Every shift, so I mean, he he gets it out of the guys, and uh, he, he's uh, yeah, pretty old school. But uh, I learned a lot from him, and uh, his his systems are great. Uh, we we really felt like when as as soon as we stuck to the system, we we had a chance to win, and we saw it work. So it, it he's a smart coach. Magnus, for all of our listeners who have never been to Sweden, uh, who plan to travel. 
Give me the best Swedish city to go to and why for travelers. Stockholm by far. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, summers, Stockholm, absolutely. There's, uh, uh, it's too cool of a city uh, not to go to, and uh, you can do a whole lot of things there. And, uh, I mean, like, like Strauss says, the, the, the women are beautiful, so you can just go there and watch if you want. <laughs> Well, yeah. that's what Struts was good at. <laughs> oh, I was great. I was walking around. I love that place. We toured all over there. You know, it was absolutely amazing and how good it was. But, well, Maggie, I want to thank you for coming on. I know it was late for you. Make sure you say hello to your father for me, Gunner. Uh, Gunner uh, was, is a fantastic guy. I always love, uh, you know, sending some texts or messages back and forth between him and I. We have about the same amount of technological uh, know-how. So we're right on the same plane, me and Gunner Svensson. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Magnus, thanks a lot for uh, joining us, and uh, we hope to uh, yeah, see man. you soon. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it was a pleasure. You're a good guy. Yeah, you guys. You guys uh, don't suck either. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey, a that, ringing endorsement. Oh, huh? man, uh, we got a new extra that we'll be using all the time. You do not oh. suck either. I'm getting that tattooed <laughs> on my balls. Oh, I love that. <laughs> all right, take care, Maggie. Thanks a lot, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. See you later. All right. Yeah. Uh, Magnus Pyario, oh, That's fantastic. You guys don't. That's great. Seriously, that should be our new slogan. Doing a podcast is so weird. Like, you're sitting down with three guys. You call a guy you'd never ordinarily talk to and then have a four-way phone conversation. I said phone conversation, not four-way streds. He's, and then they leave, and then you remember that people are going to be listening to this. It's very strange. Well, he's, he's one of the best guys, but I, I tell you, I know we got to go to break. I've got a great story about what I did in Sweden when I was there. It is, it is, it is pretty awesome, actually. Okay. Well... <laughs> Well, uh, that on that note, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. This, Are we doing a break? How's this work? Are well, we 39 minutes into the show? This, and technically- thing, this thing better be good. This story It'll better be, be top notch. As you're listening to the Real Life Podcast, brought to you by Finning Canada, all the parts you need in one place, 1.4 million parts at your fingertips, Finning Canada. It's late, and you just finished a full day of work. Your equipment is done for the day, and tomorrow, bright and early, you start all over again. You know what you need to keep it running smoothly, but there's not a break in the schedule to make that happen. With over 1.4 million cat parts at your fingertips on parts.cat.com, getting that part just became easier. Any device, anytime, anywhere. Get what you need, when you need it. Order today, parts.cat.com. We return to the Real Life Podcast, brought to you by Finning Canada. Jason Greger, Jason Strudwick, uh, Wanye Gretz with you. Finning Canada, the parts you need when you want them. Finning Canada. All right, we've been waiting. Okay, here we go. We've been waiting. Okay, so basically what happened, like after I knew that I'd met Gunner, that was uh, Maggie's dad, with the guest we just had on. He's an agent, a European agent, so and, and North American as well. So I called him in like September. I said, hey, I'd like to come over and play. He's like, okay, I'll find you a place. So he found me a place just outside of Stockholm, sort of tell you. So at this time, uh, my son. Uh, what who, was the name of the city? Sortitalia? Sortitalia. It was absolutely fantastic. Just outside, like 45 minutes out of Stockholm. So, and I, I went there and actually dominated, but whatever. That's <laughs> just, it's just not about me. Yeah. So uh, my son was uh, at that point uh, six months old. Uh, and then my daughter was about three months old when we went over there. So we're on our way uh, to go into Stockholm. My wife would go in all the time to Stockholm with the kids. You know, we had this little nice little, uh, this nice little, um, like station wagon, we'd go in and, and, and we'd park always underneath the same mall. 
I always parked there. The cars are small. So what would happen is you'd have your car, one car seat there, the car seats are in the front. So I had one car seat in the front facing backwards. And then my wife is in the back with my daughter in her car seat uh, or baby chair, whatever you want to call it. So we're going to this mall. We have a great afternoon. You know, I'd go to practice and we go in there and just hang out. Kids would love it. You know, they were young, but they, they were, it was nice. There was a lot of color and interaction. And so on the way back to the car, my son is starts crying. So to calm him down, he liked to play with my keys. So I, I give him my keys. So I give him the keys. You know, he's, everything's where walk back. He calms down. Now we get to the car. I, I, I just take the keys, unlock them. Then I still let him have them in his hand. So I, I put my son in the car seat in the front. I put my daughter in the car seat in the back. And um, I close the door and go to open my door. And I hear, click. He locks the door. My son locks the Your door. Your wife's not in the car. No. So Uh-oh. the two kids are now locked in the, in the car with the keys. Oh, yeah. There's only one set of keys in the whole, the whole place. So my wife, she looks at me. She's like, please tell me that wasn't what it was. I'm like, oh, it was. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. And so, they're still there to this so day. So my wife is like, she's starting to heat up. I'm like, don't worry. I'll solve it. So I walk over to security guard. I'm like, hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, just keep the kids calm here. I'm telling my wife. So the security guard comes over. He's like, oh, what's the problem? I'm like, well, my kids are locked in the car. He's like, okay, we'll just get the keys. I'm like, no, they're locked inside the car with the keys. Like, oh my God. He comes <laughs> running over and he's like, holy shit. Like, and he's talking in Swedish. He's like, this is a big problem. Cause the two, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to stay calm. Right. Yeah. Cause I didn't want everyone to panic. Cause I know my wife's freaking out and the kids now are la- they're laughing, but now they're starting to turn like different ways. But you could like, first of all, probably pick the car up and secondly, shatter it with one punch well, and they're safe immediately. So there, so now I'm like, oh my God, this is a pretty big deal. I'm like, is there enough oxygen there? I'm starting to think about <laughs> and the and right away. Guys like, rah, 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 hubba, 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 like on the Swedish <laughs> thing. Now the police come, the police come down and they're like, because they called me. Oh, don't like they just have a Slim Jim get the tow truck? Slim they, they, Jim. They, they Who's this Al over it. here? The Slim police come Jim. and they can't do it. They can't do it. So they're like, uh, we're going to have to break the glass. Like so they tried to do it and they, t- they they couldn't. They couldn't. No one could, could figure that out. So in, in the That's station strange. wagons, you know, there's like the front wind, like the side window for the pass or the yeah, yeah. driver. Then the one. Well, these one had like a little triangle. You know, uh, I know exactly what it is. Old so, school one. Yeah. So they decide they're like, we're going to break this. So the guy gets his billy club out and he's just reefing on oh, this now thing. Now the kids are balling. Yeah, they're all they're losing it by this point. I'm like, <laughs> my wife is like almost passing out and just waking up and passing out again. And I'm trying to say, and this guy's just pounding on it. So he breaks it. He breaks the triangle. Then he reaches in, but no one's arm can reach in far Not enough. Not even to your gangly it. ass no, no. arms that can reach so from here to the moon. He's like, I'm gonna have to break another one. Oh, no. <laughs> so he's like. So I reach in and I'm holding my coat because my daughter's face is like, it's going to break into her. So I'm holding this. I have my face like literally right up against the glass. No protection for me. I have this, my arm inside the window with the coat trying to protect. And my daughter's losing daddy, daddy, just going crazy. (laughs) So now he smashes it, just smashes it up, breaks it and opens a window and now there's glass everywhere so it's it's under it's undrivable basically so my wife grabs the two kids she goes i will see you at home and she just takes the two car seats and i and i help her she gets in the cab and they take her all the way home so so now it's me and this thing is full of like smashed glass two broken windows and security guards are like you know you should probably give your keys to the kids I'm like yeah i know that i figured that much out so anyway, so I like, I kind of shovel some more of it in there and I, I, I get going and I'm driving down the highway and it's, this is winter time there. It's like minus five. I'm driving down the highway with two, with two broken windows and it reminded me of planes, trains and automobiles. 
<laughs> when they're driving down John Candy. I had the music on, like the wind was blowing all over the place. And I got home, like, oh, my wife was like, I hope you learned the lesson. And I'm like, yeah, I sure did. It was, uh, so I had a, then I had a call. What was the lesson you learned? Well, don't give the kids the oh, keys. Never yeah. trust the Swedish police uh, to jack your car. Like, so, but do they that, don't have tow trucks in Sweden? No, no, well, I didn't want to, I was so embarrassed. I didn't want anyone to, it was only bad enough. So I had to call my GM, who was also my friend. I'm like, a uh, bit of an issue today. So what happened? Because another time about a month earlier, we locked ourselves out of our house. We're crying out loud, the yeah, Strudwigs so, in Sweden. So we had to call this guy. I call him. I'm like, uh, Pear, just so you know, this is what happened. He's like, what are you doing? Like, what is your problem? He's like, don't worry about it. We'll sort it out. Oh, it's sorted out. I think I had to pay like 800 bucks to get two oh, new windows. It was the funniest thing. The guys on the team, like, you could tell they were scared of me, but they wanted to give it to me because I showed up with cardboard on the side of my... This is a team. It has, like, your name and the team name. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. So that was a Just real... Wait, your car had your name on it? Well, I think it had... I think it had Strudwick, but definitely had the team name. I think it had... I think it might have had Strudwick on there. Wait, so you're Big like seller. a NASCAR of Sweden? Oh, Gregor, when I met you, you had well, your yeah. head across the side of a That's Kia a Sportage. Uh, no, I never had my head on. I had my name on it. Your head was in the subway station and on many buses. Yeah, but I didn't choose that. You didn't. Sh- but it was smart. That you was fantastic. You stymied me with your lack of logic. I lost well, all the words. They just fell out of my brain. But anyway, so that's my thing. So basically, for those of you who don't have kids, do not give oh. your kids the keys. Yeah, lock it Lesson out. learned. You ever locked yourself out? Oh, yeah. I slept in my garage in minus 25 because I couldn't get into my house. And luckily I had a couch in the garage and I just went and took like all the old bags of old crap clothing that you accumulate and made a bed out of it. And most impressively, this is after a wedding. So I was absolutely hammered. Slept like 10 hours in minus 20 in an unheated garage with garbage on me, basically. It's one of my finer moments if you have to know the truth. Jeez. Yeah, most people, uh, well, the Minerva Foundation got me once with the uh, keys where you wear a suit. And uh, that's a, b- a big party every year. And it raised a lot of money for it. Well, Great, Strud's yeah. was there. Strud's, uh, he, well, he actually lost himself almost one night. And so anyway, I'm, I, it was, it's one of the few times in my uh, career, that uh, drinking career that is, that I finally decided I was at the club and I was like, I got to go. Like, you, there's certain one times when you know. Outs? Yeah, where well, I was just like, I got to leave now. So uh, I got home, woke up the next morning, and I'm freezing. Because this is in... Uh, it's in April and it was just unseasonably cold. Like it was minus Were 10. Were you in your garage free. covered in garbage? No, no. I woke up. I was in my bedroom, in my bed, and my uh, bedroom window is right beside my bed and it's wide open. I'm like, why the hell is my window wide open? Like I like to sleep with the window open a bit, but yeah. not like two feet wide open. So I get out of bed. and as Those I days look, you were running a drive-thru in your bedroom window, basically, though, with uh, half the women of Edmonton coming and going at all hours of the day. Never the case through the window. And uh, anyway, the uh, foot. so I look and I got footprints all on the carpet. What the hell is going on? So I look out the window, and now I'm trying to retract what happened the last night. So I'm like, oh, God, I had to break in. And I'm like, oh, shit, where's my keys? I had a big meeting that day at noon, so I'm flying around. It's like a 9 in the morning. I'm like, I don't know where the hell I'm at. I look all around. I'm freaking out because I don't have my keys to my vehicle, which is parked downtown because you never drink and drive, kids. And uh, I get up. I finally uh, I find my, my suit. My freaking keys are in the inside pocket of my suit. I was so buckled, I broke into my own house with the keys <laughs> in my pocket. <laughs> but I'll tell you, the relief when you found your keys, I was like, oh, but I can go back to bed for an hour. I'm fine. That's the thing about losing your wallet and losing your keys. Is it's such? I, I lose my keys every 15 seconds. It's such a trauma. But when you eventually find them, you feel so good about yourself for right. finding your wallet. It almost like made it worthwhile losing your wallet. Just to have that moment of like, 
Oh, I don't have to cancel all my credit cards and everything. Thank God. It's ridiculous. I actually slept one time in Calgary. My buddy, Nolan Baumgartner, I slept on his front porch. He <laughs> Curled up home. like a cat? He got buckled. He had to go home from the bar already. So, of course, I wasn't going to go home. Why am I going to go home? It's not my problem. He's buckled. <laughs> and the next morning, his mother was going out for a walk. And she finds this rather large human curled up on their front porch. And she's like, why didn't you ring the doorbell? I'm like, I didn't want to be rude. Isn't that nice? So she's like, is it better to see all the neighbors sees this huge yeah. person? She said that to you? Yeah, well, she's like, she's like, why didn't you just ring? She's like, do you think it's better for you to ring the doorbell and wake one of us up or to have you? That is why I slept in the garage. I didn't want to ring my doorbell and scare my roommates. You're a very nice man. Well, it was a very cold night. Luckily, I was somewhat insulated. I was going to say, were you alone? <laughs> That's yeah. the whole thing. Oh, I you was. Were? <laughs> Luckily, there was four of us. Oh, hello. <laughs> Quite the night, Mr. Stredwick. Oh, God. Absolutely awesome. We've had some odd pauses in this show. Hopefully, people aren't really listening. Well, they are, but we're just normal pauses. Yeah, normal pause. You don't have to talk over everybody. That's what podcasts oh, are about. Oh, 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 yeah, you do have that tendency Jason to talk over Greger people. says to me, you don't have to talk over everybody. <laughs> if I don't fight for every inch of air on this show, I'll never say a word. Well, you got seven days to plan your next words, because that wraps up uh, this edition of the Real Life Podcast, brought to you by... Finning Canada, all the parts you need and the right parts for your equipment. Don't lock your keys in, especially don't give them to your oh, kid geez. in the car. That's our lesson of the day. Mm, it's a, it's a good lesson for any aspiring young parents out there. Always be learning. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.